At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. FanDuel has released the over-under on win totals for the 2024 season. What is Vandy's? You're going to have to stay tuned for that one. Let's go. You are Locked On Bandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. On today's episode, we're going to tell you whether or not you should take the over-under on Vandy's win total for 2024. Also, baseball getting a huge win back in the win column against Eastern Kentucky. And the hoops team, the men's hoops team, um, not so good against UGA. We'll talk about all of that. But first, thanks for making Vandy, Locked on Vandy, your first listen Every single day. Thank you to Everydayers as well. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Speaking of FanDuel, it's a perfect uh, perfect uh, title sponsor here, perfect episode sponsor, because our friends at FanDuel have released for the SEC. They've probably done it for other conferences too, but let's be honest, all we care about here is the SEC. Um, over-unders for win totals on the 2024 season. So I asked you before, where's Vandy sitting? Um, if you guessed two and a half, you are correct. So what did we do? Man, you know what? I am smashing the over. Give me the over all day, every day. You just take three non-conference wins or the three non-conference teams that we play, uh, Georgia State, um, Alcorn State, and Ball State. You take those three, and you've got your over right there. So um, for that reason alone, I'm taking the over. All right, but I'm gonna tell you some other reasons why too, because you know it 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 goes a little deeper than that, and I think this you know I've I've said from the minute I started this show and the minute Clark Lee started reorgan uh, reorganizing the uh, the football program is that I, I think six wins is well within reach, um, and we'll talk about why some of the other uh, some of the over under win totals on some of these teams in the SEC on Vandy's schedule. Um, will, would lend you to believe that there's a little bit of confidence that Vandy can win some games that you wouldn't otherwise be confident that they could win. So smashing the over. Why are we smashing the over? I love it. Two and a half. I feel like I feel like that's easy money. And if they hit the under, it gives Candace Story Lee 
um, it gives her a, a chance to say, you know what, Clark Lee, they set your bar really low and you didn't get it. You got to go, right? It gives her an easy decision if he doesn't hit it. So, um, but I think they do. I'm taking the over there. I'm very confident in that, right? And part of that is the complete reorganization of the program. Now, what, what that entailed was that, I mean, he changed everything, man. Um, he Clark Lee was was instrumental in making sure that hey, I we only won two games last year. I need to I need to completely redo the way that this this football program runs. Uh, we need to invest in NIL, which they have. They need to participate better in the portal, which they have. Right, they lost a bunch of guys to the portal, and, and probably rightfully so. You go two and ten, there's going to be some problems. Uh, so they lose guys in the portal. Okay, all right. He fires coaches. He fired his coordinators. He took over the defense. I thought he made a great hire at offensive coordinator. I think Tim Beck was. Um, now, if Tim Beck is being hired at Alabama, okay, maybe it's a kind of a different sentiment. But I think for what Vandy needs to do offensively, and what they hired, I think is a perfect match. Right, it's about a fit, right? Tim Beck's not going to fit everywhere, and that's okay. He's found his fit at Vanderbilt. Uh, they hired Jerry Kill as a special advisor. That, that guy, that guy seems to have a Midas touch, man. And if and if he didn't have health problems, he'd probably be sitting in a Power Five head coaching spot, or he he might have fled to the NFL too. I don't know, but um, you know, you, you would have had that going on, right? You hire their defensive coordinator or their co-defense coordinator. I can't remember if he called plays or not. I'm not sure. Um, but Coach Mack uh, coaching the uh, coaching the safeties, I think he's going to be incredible. Um, just the, the way this coaching staff is rebuilt a little bit, I think really kind of fits a lot of what Vandy needs to do. And the two additions in the transfer portal at the quarterback position are going to be extremely pivotal in that, at least in – if you're betting the over on two and a half, at least hitting that bet because these quarterbacks are are dynamic uh, and they fit to a T what Tim Beck wants to do uh, scheme wise. And we've talked about that. Go check out our our previous episodes there. So um, I'm excited about that. Um, Robbie Steiner, uh, the new um, the new strength coach. I, I think they're making significant gains there. I see they're putting out more social media content now. Uh, this year is far around that. Um, I think there's a new there's a new attitude in the weight room. I think he's getting after it. You're hearing guys complaining about how how bad it is. And when guys are complaining about how bad it is, it means they're doing something right because they're getting better. They're getting stronger. They're getting more mentally tough, which is what they need. This the team last year lacked mental toughness. Something went wrong in the tank, right? They were significantly weaker, significantly less athletic, and uh, they couldn't prevent injuries as well. So um, they changed all of that with a new strength program. And I, from what I've heard, it's going extremely well. So uh, that's something to get excited about uh, in, in addition to that. So is Vandy going to win the SEC championship? No, they're, they're not going to win the SEC championship. Um, they're, they're, you know, they've got a long way to go as a program. Um, obviously, uh, not far not much worse you can get. Um, obviously, going over is is worse, but you you're you're not too far away from that right now. Um, so, six wins would be um, would be definitely definitely grounds for an extension. Um, all that stuff. But uh, you know, I'm I'm liking the direction of this program. The quarterbacks they the quarterbacks they brought in. Um, 
the receivers, I think, are a good fit. The, the, the offensive linemen, I think, will fit right in on the interior because that's what they needed the most. They've got some young, unproven tackles, but some really good uh, athletic bodies out there that just haven't had the SEC experience. But I think you, know, you have a lot of guys in the offensive line, um, more guys returning than you think, um, but returning talent, they still got to learn the new scheme. But I think this scheme, I think a, another portion of it is the scheme will help them you know, the way Tim Beck calls the games, it's going to help the offensive line perform better because teams aren't going to load up situationally like they were able to last year because Vanderbilt was extremely predictable. And, you know, when it was third long, they did what teams do on third and long, you know, uh, we're going to throw a screen. Oh, okay. We're going to load up and screen blitz you or like uh, second 10 is it's here comes a run blitz stop for no gain. Um, and, and they wondered why they were blocking five on seven uh, in, in the box. Like it's it's just not not good numbers, not good situations, and it just it just didn't work out. They just didn't seem to have a rhyme or reason for what they were doing. So I think the scheme is going to be a better fit as well. And so I am smashing the over two and a half, smashing the over. All right. Um, also. Uh, it was interesting reading this article, looking at some of the lines from around the league. Um, they play uh, – Vandy plays Alabama. Alabama's over-under win total is nine and a half. Um, I don't think it's been that in quite some some time. Um, but I still think they hit the over on that. Uh, Texas is sitting at ten and a half uh, on their over-under. Uh, they're going to have an interesting season. They host Georgia as probably their biggest game on the road at A&M. Uh, and I believe – they host – who else do they host? I can't remember their schedule. I'm not going to look it up. But I know they host Georgia. I know they're on the road at AM. And uh, they got a decently hard schedule. Uh, South Carolina, over under at five and a half. That honestly could go either way. They could hit the over way, way up there, or they could definitely hit the under at like three wins. And, uh, you know, for Vandy's sake – I'd probably hit the under on South Carolina because if they're gonna if they're gonna hit the under, it means they're gonna have to lose to Vandy, and uh, I think that's a very distinct possibility. Kentucky sitting at five and five at the point that Vandy gets them in the season, um, they could be still trying to find their way with a new offensive coordinator um, and a new quarterback and Brock Vandergriff and some new skill guys. Um, I, I think there's been some changes over there. And they they've got to try to get used to some things, um, you know. Van Vandy's got to as well, but like I, I think some of the stuff that's hit Kentucky, I, I don't know. Um, you know, they're they're going to have some things, so that game could go either way. I mean, they've got some talented guys. Uh, I think they found a really good fit from uh, from the offensive coordinator spot that fits what Brock Vandergriff does. So I'd be more inclined to take the over on Kentucky. Um, and the game with Andy is going to be a toss-up. So, um, yeah, I like that. Uh, LSU sitting at nine and a half is their over-under. Uh, I think they hit the under there with nine wins. Uh, they're a good team, but I think they're going to hit the under. Uh, t- Tennessee and AM are eight and a half. Uh, Vandy plays a- uh, Tennessee. And um, depends on what Nico does at quarterback, if he's healthy who he has to throw to, what the defense is is, is doing. I, I think it's a weird situation because of the way their team's constructed and, and the philosophy in which they operate. 
So you never know there. Uh, and then the intriguing one for me is uh, Auburn at five and a half. Uh, that's going to be interesting because, well, let's say they got the whole New Mexico State coaching staff. So that's going to be, you know, they just hired DJ Durkin down there. Um, so this Vandy game versus Auburn, I'm going to call it right now. You can quote me on this. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call an. I'm going to call Vandy beating Auburn this year. I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's outlandish to me. I'm going to. I'm going to do it. So, um, there's a lot of factors there. I don't love the hire of DJ Durkin. I don't think he's very good. I. I. I think there's some things going on down there. I just don't. I. I, I just. I, I'm just not sold. And I know it's Vandy, but Vandy is going to be much improved. You know, I think they've, like I said, they've got perfect guys for the scheme. And so there you have it. Uh, so go, go to FanDuel, uh, bet these lines, definitely take Vandy on the over at two and a half. Um, Vandy doesn't have to play Georgia this year. Uh, Georgia's sitting at 10 and a half. That, I feel like that's an easy one too to take the over. So um, have fun with that. So anyway, uh, baseball back in the win column. 5-3 victory over Eastern Kentucky. We're going to tell you how I'm going to talk about how they did it and why I think Andrew Dukanich should be a factor in the starting rotation. Yeah, don't want to miss that. All right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Is it passion? Is it drive? Is it patience? What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, what? LED headlights, what? And more. Whether you're into speed, what? Power, what? Or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. So with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome back. We are Locked On Vandy Podcast uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Make sure you make Locked On SEC your second listen each and every day. Uh, get all the coaching news there. They're going to break down all of the over-unders, uh, probably more detailed than I did, but I just took care of Vandy. So, Chris, 
Thank you. Uh, actually, Chris, you're welcome. So uh, anyway, if you want to check out the rest of those lines, hop on over there. But uh, Vandy baseball's back in the win column. Uh, as I said, they win five to three over Eastern Kentucky. And the Duke, Andrew Dukanich, was absolutely brilliant. Four and a half, four innings pitch, six strikeouts, one hit, no runs. And honestly, they need to leave him in longer. They need to leave these starters in longer. Like, I know the analytics. I know you're trying to get these guys stretched out, but like, you, you got to stretch them out, man. Like, you have a bullpen that has issues. You got to win games at the end of the day. So, and I know this was a win and, and wins a wins a win, but like your bats are struggling. When you have a guy that's throwing like that, when you have a guy that's dealing, leave him in. Let your bats try to figure it out as he's going because it takes the pressure off them. Once the bullpen comes in, they start getting base runners and they start putting guys in scoring position. And they start plating runs. You, you, you know, those bats, they right now they're just cold and they, they just kind of like lock up a little bit and, and all of a sudden you're free, you're loot, you're free and loose team that was slapping the ball over place, running, um, all that was gone and they, they white knuckled, they got nervous and a little bit anxious and they just, this team, this is a team that can't control its emotions. I think Tim Corbin was spot on, uh, with last night's deal, um, about how they can't control their emotions. And I think that's a real thing. They've got to be able to control their emotions better. And I think doing that is you have a guy like Dukanich, you had a guy like JD Thompson last night, they're throwing absolute fire and they only pitch four innings. Like you got to leave those guys in longer. That's my opinion because he's dealing man. And if he's dealing, you got to ride that. And I don't know. That's just my two cents. Um, but also, uh, Jacob Humphrey, got to find him a spot in the lineup, man. His speed, stealing bases, six stolen bases for the team. Um, Jacob Humphrey is, is, is a guy that is just going to be a major, major pain in the you-know-what on the base paths. And you've got – I think you've got something special in him. He can hit and he can run. He's not going to hit for power, and you do need some power uh, somewhere in that outfield. And if you have Humphrey – you have to have Laniv and RJ Austin out there with him to add a little pop uh, to that outfield. Um, if you have, I think you, I think if you have, you can't have, I don't know that you can have Hewitt and Humphrey in the starting lineup at the same time. I don't know that that's enough power. Um, but if you're playing it, if you're playing a team that uh, is not as good pitching wise uh, and that gets rattled easily, you could throw some speed in the lineup and and, and watch them go. Uh, Jack Bolger absolutely can't play in the field. Uh, I think he's a little bit of a liability. Arya uh, Garrison was was spot on about that, and I agree with with her wholeheartedly. There, uh, Laniv I think is a really really good outfielder. Um, he's really good at the plate too, and I, I think once he gets rolling, um, he'll be he'll be really tough to get out. I think he's got to be somebody that's in the lineup. Uh, I, I think you need to find a way to get Braden Holcomb out there. That dude's an absolute unit, man, and uh, he's he's got to he's got to find his way out there. But you know what what fires me up a little bit is they're starting to kind of figure out this the starting pitching a little bit. Devin Futrell was awesome. J D Thompson was awesome. Andrew Dukanich was awesome. 
Now it's going to be about getting Carter Holton in the in the rotation. It's going to be about getting uh, Bryce Cunningham more consistent work, and it's going to be about getting Grayson Carter maybe uh, some consistent work. So if Dukanich continues to pitch like he is, if they can stretch him to six, seven innings, and he can still continue to throw uh, on a pace of four innings pitch, six strikeouts, and one hit, no runs. Like if he can stretch that out over seven innings, uh, I, I think you're. Uh, I think you're going to get some really good outings and some really good innings to where you don't have to eat into your bullpen. And that's the key. You get really good solid outing from your starter. It puts you in a good position. Now they gave them some runs late and they stopped scoring, which is disappointing. But baseball is one of those like. Once you kind of break, once you kind of break the cycle, and once you kind of start getting more comfortable, and I think some of that's going to change with the weather. Uh, the weather's been kind of schizophrenic here in Nashville, uh, and I think once that, once the weather breaks a little bit and it gets a little bit warmer, more consistently, and it's not quite bitterly cold like it, like it has been on some occasions. Like last night, it was kind of chilly. It got chilly towards the end of the probably towards the end of the game. The game probably started in the 60s and dropped into the 30s. That's tough conditions. Which I'm not making excuses, but that's tough conditions. Uh, the game on Saturday that they lost was also a 30 degree game. Now they were playing Florida Atlantic and they should have won. And Florida Atlantic should even be less used to it. But that's baseball. It's cold for everybody. So um, once they kind of start figuring out the bullpen. The, the closer, I, I think, uh, Kanzler, um, I think, no, Kranzler, Alex Kranzler. I think I said that right. Corey, you're going to have to correct me on that one, too. Uh, Corey Slovic, you're going to have to correct me on that one, too, hopefully. But uh, Alex Kranzler came in and threw a butte in the eighth inning. Um, you know, I, I think that's a that's a positive to see. And and so um, there's there's going to be some, some things that, Again, Tim Corbin's going to have to figure out. I think being being uh, less stubborn on some of the pitch counts is going to also have to be um, something he has to look out and look up for. So, um, yeah. So there you go. There you have it. Um, Levi Huseman was in the game. Uh, he was decent. They just got to have some guys get some positive innings, right? Ginther um, is somebody uh, that. Had a little bit rougher of an outing, but didn't but didn't give up any runs. He put two runners on, so he made it uh, made a little nervous. Um, got to find the right mix in the lineup. I, you know, you've got to have guys that can be in there and score runs. Guys that can get in there and run like uh, Vastine and uh, Humphrey and um, Hewitt and Austin, and you got to have guys that can drive them in. And right now, I don't think they have guys that can drive them in. I think they're playing small ball and they're struggling to score some runs sometimes. Uh, so they got to figure out ways to get those guys in. And, and once they do, I think it'll be uh, sky's the limit for for Vanderbilt baseball. So anyway, um, well, Vanderbilt baseball winners five to three over Eastern Kentucky. Um, Duke was brilliant. He needs to find his way into the rotation. Um, but just on the other side of the the left field monster, um, in that in that building they call Memorial Gym. Oh boy, um, it was rough. Uh, Georgia hadn't won a game in four weeks. Came in there and just steel clubbed them. We'll uh, we'll talk about that here in just a second. Um, we'll get more into that. Stay with me though. All right, this episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. 
That's right. Get buckets. Buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. So bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And speaking of the NBA, um, if things continue to go the way they're going uh, for Vanderbilt basketball, that's where Jerry Stackhouse might find himself is back in the NBA on the on the bench somewhere. Um, it was a rough, it was a rough, rough go uh, tonight for uh, Vanderbilt basketball. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, not good. Let's just say. I'm, I'm going to be nice about it. Just not good, right? Um, 74 to 57 was the score um, at one point. I don't know what the final was. I don't really think it matters. Um, Georgia was just absolutely outstanding um, all night. You know, when, when you look at kind of how they uh, – when you look at kind of how they started, I mean, it was just all Georgia – and they just jumped on them um, all night long. So I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm. I, I don't know what at this point what to say about Vanderbilt. Um, they didn't lead at all. They've trailed by as much as 23. Um, it is, um, it is bad. It is very, very bad. And the shooting was um, abysmal again. Um, 36% from the field. Um, they were almost equally as bad from three-point range. Um, they got out-rebounded 39-26. to 26. Georgia finally out-rebounded somebody. Um, yeah. Uh, there was no feel. It just, just the atmosphere was awful. Um, there was no fans, really. Um, Rivera, Rivera Torres has hit a wall. Um, he's in a slump. He hadn't scored double figures in a while. Um, they've averaged 3.6 points per game. They've shot 16% from the field, um, or he's shot 16.3% from the field. He's been abysmal lately. He's been a huge slump. Um, Paul Lewis, uh, he had his season high, um, but he had 18 points. But I feel like the rest of the team didn't have much more. Um, it was – I mean, it's just the just everything surrounding the program is just it's just missling towards rock bottom. And what was such a good night for baseball, getting back on track, basketball had no such luck. And and Georgia is a team that's been really struggling, uh, to, especially late in games, especially second half of games. They've been really kind of struggling to hold a lead because you know they go cold, they turn the ball over, and and and. Uh, it's you know it's it's kind of a similar story there, but for Georgia, I, I think tonight they had better shot selection. Uh, they were able to dominate the boards, and they were able to close out on Vandy, Vandy, and and forcing Vandy to take to take highly contested shots, low percentage shots, and and uh, you know just really kind of disrupt things. So you know I, the the rumors obviously are flying. You know, that's no secret. That's not something that's hush-hush that, you know, 
okay, we can't talk about that, you know. But there, I mean, there's just some things rumbling, and it's only going to get louder for Jerry Stackhouse. And, and I just can't imagine. I, I just can't imagine watching this season unfold and thinking, okay, he's going to survive this. I just don't think that he will, right? I just don't think that he will. I think he's going to be, like I said, he's going to be, um, he's going to be on an NBA bench next year, and that's kind of where he wants to be. Um, and so I'm, I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm at a loss for words at this one. It's just, it's, it just feels like a broken record type situation. It just feels like you know, over and over and over again. I'm talking about okay, they were abysmal shooting. Um, Rivera Torres is, you know. He was terrible again. Uh, Manon tries to do it all. Manon tries to do it all by himself. He can't. N- n- there's no team that has one single player that can do it all. Uh, they have no presence inside. They can't rebound. Uh, they're not take. They're not moving the ball around. They're all just kind of standing there watching. Uh, you can hear the conversations in in the in the stands because there's that few fans there, and you can hear individual conversations. Um, you can probably hear uh, Stackhouse walking on the floor with his dress shoes, right? Like that's just the, the atmosphere is boring. The team played, the team played as if the atmosphere was boring. They it seemed like they were bored. It seemed like they were checked out. It seemed like Stackhouse is just at a loss. You can see it all in his face. He's just like, you know, just emotionally beat down. Like you can see it. The team is just ready for this season to be over. I mean, there's just a lot happening uh, with this team that, when, when you, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like change is absolutely necessary, and sometimes change, change is not always a horrible thing. It, I mean, it doesn't mean that like he's a bad dude, you know. It doesn't mean that he's a horrible coach. It's just, it's just not a right situation for him right here, you know. Coaching at Vanderbilt did not work out. Is not working out, and won't work out. He hasn't made a tournament. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's committed to, to to doing things that you have to do in college. In college, the landscape of college basketball has changed dramatically with NIL um, throwing a wrench into the one and done. Like I think college basketball has some things to fix. That's a different topic for a different show. But um, on, on the on the issue of Jerry Stackhouse, it's going to be hard, hard, hard to keep the negativity down. It's just going to be hard um, because a lot of people are down on the program. And they have every right to be because this is not acceptable. All right. If you're, uh, you know, if you're trying to make a name for yourself, you can't have your football team go two and 10 and then your basketball team um, go seven, 19 overall and only win two conference games. Like you can't have that. It's just not acceptable uh, for that to happen. So again, the guy that's the most accountable for that is the guy in the suit. And so, anyway, it's just it's just not pretty. Change is inevitable, and that's okay. Um, but this this game was was atrocious, and it's going from bad to worse uh, each and every night. Uh, they've got to figure something out, and they've got to figure it out fast, um, or this team is going to spiral into an abyss that, um, well, they just don't want to spiral into this abyss. So, anyway, um, that's going to do it for us, man. Uh, to recap, smash the over. 
two and a half wins for Vandy football. I think that's an easy bet. Uh, Vandy baseball, glad to get them back in the win column. Andrew Dukanich, uh, glad he had a really nice outing. Uh, they're starting to kind of figure out uh, who they have as starting pitchers now. Um, so uh, that's that's a positive. Uh, a lot of positives to take away uh, from that game. And then basketball, change is inevitable. Just roll with it and just go. Um, but uh, this is the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Networks. Thank you for listening. Uh, find us on social media. Find the show wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Thank you to the everydayers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Without you guys, this is not possible. So uh, with that being said, um, we'll see you back here tomorrow. We'll end the, We'll cap off the week, get you ready for the weekend series against Gonzaga, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you back here later. Anchor down.